1: Antonio Carter, Teddy Rizak, Bodie Cahoon in, Alexander Ahrensberger out. This is the latest edition of Irish Illustrated Insider. It's Monday, May 15th. I'm Tim Priester with Tim O'Malley from Irish Illustrated. We are joined by Pete Sampson of The Athletic. Some roster movement over the last week. Antonio Carter II, the defensive back from Rhode Island, originally from Orlando, is in for Notre Dame. A really significant catch. I haven't heard anybody say that it isn't a significant catch, even though. Antonio Carter the second uh, spent the last couple of years at Rhode Island but he's a good football player and then a couple of linebackers added to the mix giving Notre Dame 16 verbal commitments in the class of 2024 that's Teddy Rezac more of an outside linebacker uh, rover type uh, position for him and then Bodie Calhoun, I would think Mike but he does have some right. will quickness on on the inside guys and then we'll get to Alexander Ernsberger and and uh, And his decision to take his degree from Notre Dame and go back to his native country of Germany and start pursuing a career in medicine. But just uh, thoughts, guys, on on these additions to Notre Dame's 2023 football team.
0: We touched on this last week with Carter. I, I think the bias of an FCS player, once he's a proven FCS player that is clearly going somewhere at a higher level to try to become a pro is far different than Antonio Carter, the under-recruited player from Florida that people would get angry about. Three-star with an offer from Rhode Island and Southwest Missouri State and Notre Dame. That wouldn't fit well, but his offer list as a transfer is uh, is impressive, and the, the film doesn't lie here. I don't know when he will start, but I think he will start Along yeah, alongside Xavier it, Watts.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with all that. and I mean, you could even draw the distinction between Antonio Carter and Teddy Rizak and Bodie Cahoon there because Antonio Carter was basically a no-star prospect out of high school but he has four years really two two years of college tape and all of that is far superior to high school film evaluation um you're you've grown you've matured You've been in a college weight room for four years. You've played against other college athletes. That is all far superior as an evaluation tool than uh, any high school highlight of a of a kid's junior and sophomore years would be. So um, these are those are the Carter edition is totally different. Um, even though they're both like kind of diamonds in the rough, under the radar, whatever you want to call them. Um, and, but certainly Carter's offer list with LSU and Florida, and um, talking to Clint Johnson, who was his high school coach, former Notre Dame receiver. Like, you know, Florida State was calling, Washington was calling. Um, you know, some some top schools were were involved there. So yeah, I, the Carter edition is he maybe he will replace Nick McLeod as like. Well, you remember Antonio Carter committed in May, so
1: we can now add him to the uh, the May docket here along with with Nick McLeod but uh and we'll get we have questions in the second segment about Carter about starting and and we'll get into his role but I do think that he's uh I mean physically very very significant uh you know I think I'm like I've had several people say well he he, you know it's great the Nordings bring him as a safety I don't think he can play corner I thought he did some really good things at corner but there is a transition going to safety we have questions about that we'll save that for segment two as well but carter very physical football player just a physical maturity to him the way he moves around a football field and yeah even even pete i agree with you even at the fcs level when you do it against college competition it's more significant than it is against high school competition i think he's the real deal i haven't heard anybody second guess that i don't know why they would. The tape does not lie about him. Now, in terms of Teddy Rezac, the 950th rated player in the country from a state, Nebraska, that has real difficulty uh, producing top-notch football talent. When you look at his film, that doesn't lie either. He's got excellent size. He can run. He's physical. He tries to be physical, I should say, a lot of times and doesn't quite have have the strength embellished yet and you wonder I mean I you know I'm like everybody else you see Notre Dame stepping out and offering a scholarship to the 950th player in the country and in state Nebraska hasn't offered which they ultimately later did you wonder if it's necessary for Notre Dame to pull the trigger that early on him I look at Bodie Cahoon a little bit differently I mean this is a this is a more established football player uh with a lot with with strength, um, and a really quick, I mean, point A to point B straightforward is a really quick football player. I know there are some biases that come with, with linebacker play from high school to college, but, uh, I see why Notre Dame recruited these two guys. It seems a little bit early with a guy like Teddy Rizak in particular.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I hadn't thought as much in those terms because every once in a while, when you're adding late and it's a three-star rank number 947 or 977, you're like, well, that's yeah, all they had to settle for too. So no it almost, it's almost, maybe it's better. Maybe, it, maybe it's a wash. It's all along the lines of will somebody like, but sometimes you look at it, you're like, he is not going to stay a three-star. I, I mean, I believe he will stay a three-star, but sometimes guys will jump in the rankings and their senior year and you, and you see that and maybe Notre Dame believes it's in on the ground for, Um, I'm a little more accepting of it because there's an, obvious position I suppose the rover position but then I question something is the rover position a starting position anymore in college football because I just think that Notre Dame and Tariq Bracy at nickel is the future of what Notre
2: Dame will run as well you, you have to match up so much yeah. better on the outside yeah I just physically I like the growth potential of Rizak. um so I would six four with length I will I will Always right. take that as a developmental guy, um, but usually at the end, not in May. Um, you know, if Rizek's ranking stayed the same, Notre Dame would have signed 11 non-specialist players with a lower ranking than Rizek in the last 10 years. One of them is Drew White. Um, right. The other 10 did not play. Um, so, you know, the, the odds are against that as they are with pretty much any low, low three-star prospect. Um, you know, I I do think you look at Notre Dame's classes they put together. There's not the top seven rated guys are all offensive commitments. Notre Dame doesn't have a top 300 player committed on defense yet. They signed seven top 300 players on defense last year and seven top 300 players on defense, the cycle before that, obviously rankings are going to change. Um, but it does sort of give you a little bit of pause about, like, all right, what what are they seeing here? What are they going for? Because um, it, at least from a rankings perspective, is a departure from where they were the last two years.
0: Uh, Owen, it, Owen
2: Waifel probably moving into that. Yeah, he's think. not. I mean, he's not in there now. Uh, no, Bryce but he's Young the, is the highest rated guy. Right. Um, I, I think Owen Wayful will move up.
1: Yeah. Well, so will Bryce. Where's Bryce Young yes, right now? He's
2: That's like it. 330.
1: Yeah, he'll he'll move up as well. So they lose Aaronsberger. I I believe last Monday we had a question about who might still leave. And I'm pretty sure that I did throw out Aaronsberger's name without any really knowledge of what he intended to do. And then he pulled the trigger. He really, you know, I mean, he was when they when he came in, he looked like a natural defensive end uh what didn't didn't he get he didn't he get two sacks against South Florida at the start of the 20, 2020 season and so you thought that maybe there was something there then they ended up moving him inside which always seemed like a bit of an imperfect fit with his length but yeah he, I mean he just he may have moved the needle early on but but did not after that and although you know, you, you lose the depth on the defensive line. It this really doesn't impact Nordame other than drops the scholarship total back down to eighty-two. Is that correct, Tim? And well,
0: with um it went down to 81, but Carter or whoever course, went first, Carter and Ahrensberger offset. offset. Um,
1: so it's 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 eighty-two again. So I would say that because he really hadn't dented the depth chart here in the spring, I mean the the, the impact is greater in terms of what Nordheim does to fill that scholarship than the actual departure of Ahrensberger himself.
0: I hate this line of thinking usually, but because Ahrensberger was never going to be a future starter um, and he was certainly a third string guy, it's almost better that this gives an opportunity for Ford and Heinisch to be that next guy in inside. There is more upside. Maybe, maybe Ahrensberger would be better play to play in terms of being assignment correct, but it's, I know. I know the better players play in this situation, but there is more upside, I think, in Ford. Um, and I and I like the aggressiveness of Heinisch. If you're really, if you're comparing those three players, and as you said, that, I never really saw Aaron's burgers
2: an inside fit anyway. Yeah, that was felt like kind of a move of like, okay, let's just try this and see if just so crazy it might work. Um, but you know, again, long guy, lean when he came in. Somebody that you would like to take a chance on if you're going to take a chance on somebody late in the process. Um, it's been sort of odd to me. Like the three star defensive linemen Notre Dame has taken over the last decade really have been very few and far between, um, in terms of NFL draft type guys. Um, you know, I've had some good college players in there, but I think you just sort of got to keep taking chances on guys like Alexander Ahrensberger or and then hope that you find a few more Adi Dejes in there. Cause that's, I, I think that's h- sort of how Notre Dame is going to ultimately have to kind of supplement the roster.
0: I, I don't think he was a bad, I mean, I think Notre Dame is stronger. Notre Dame has an obvious one, two punch on the edge right now. And if someone got hurt, Riley Mills can move back to the edge. There's just, they don't need him there. This is why they moved him. And the move probably just wasn't going to pan out for him. And remember, he wants to begin his medical career. It's also smart to stop playing football in that
2: situation. There's a lot of things that can happen to you. Yeah. Uh, so with him, I was told like the program he in- was enrolling in in Germany starts every August and only every August. So if you don't go now, then you're going to not really play a lot this year. Go back. You're you're sort of a year behind everything. Also, like, I don't think this is a huge factor, but it's worth remembering international players can't monetize NIL right now. So no, that is, yeah. there's not, you You don't even have that hook. Um, so I I think that, you know, he was just, I don't think that he was like, all right, I'm out of here. Can't wait. Um, but um, there certainly were some legitimate reasons that like, it just made sense on a personal level for him to, to move on and, and do something, move on with the next phase of
1: his life. All right. We'll be back for segment two, burning up the boards. Segment
0: two, burning up the boards, our first question is from Karsten 44. Notre Dame is taking commitments from two lower-rated three-star linebackers and a transfer corner from an FCF school to play safety. Uh, When it's written like that, you really don't have to go any farther, but I do think it's a good question. (laughs) Do you feel confident that the staff is finding diamonds in the rough that have physical and athletic traits that will translate well to what they're trying to build, or do you share some concerns that the staff may be settling a bit in order to fill out this class and roster?
1: I will admit that my first reaction to to the verbal commitment of Teddy Rezac was settling certainly, but then, I mean, let's just be real about this. And I don't want, I I can, I can see both sides of it certainly. And Pete's comment about the three stars that, that haven't panned out. I mean that most of them, a lot of them to most of them don't. I get that. Um, But like, okay. When you guys look at Teddy Rezac, like athletically, and length, and project, I mean, what is he lacking physically, athletically, that that won't translate? I, I, I mean, I understand. And then plus, we're just from on the outside looking in. We're not dealing with the athlete. We're not dealing with the family. We're not dealing with how he fits within the organization. All of those things are, like it or not, that's part of the way Notre Dame goes about their business. Uh, instead of just always grabbing talent and seeing what happens. Um, and that's more out of necessity at times. I get all that, but I see it from both sides. I understand the reaction to it. Uh, but we like, I know we've had several questions about Notre Dame settling and it, this is all based upon the last two verbal commitments in particular, correct? I mean, two, three-star guys and they're lower rated and I get it. But then I look at a guy like Cahoon. I mean, clearly, that is an accomplished high school linebacker um, that I think projects pretty well to the next level. And if you look at his offer list, it's not it's not elite elite, but it's uh, it's uh, in several instances instances some schools just a cut below that.
0: Interesting question would be to ask Freeman and Golden why they go in why they went in so early on two three stars is it because they don't care about the star? i mean they don't care about the star ranking if they like the film if they did that'd be a problem because you're looking they are looking at an individual in rezak and Cahoon, and we are looking at aggregate numbers when pete and i do these studies if i give you 10 notre dame recruits ranked 500 or lower you're not getting more than two that hit so when back-to-back recruits are ranked below 700 Sure, one of them might hit, but if they gave you ten, you weren't going to get more than one that hits, most likely. Or if you get three that hit, your next twenty aren't going to hit when the numbers are all crunched. Yeah. So I understand that, but they are—that's us on the outside looking in, judging a class by numbers, not by what they. For saw, the record,
1: Bill. for the record, Cahun is four twenty-eight, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, he is. I'm I'm just it's it's, I'm trying to get away from the actual individuals because Cahoon could be the best 400th ranked linebacker Notre Dame has brought in since J.D. Bertrand or something along those lines. Um, But he might not be, you know, that's maybe he'll be the worst top 500 guy since Shane Simon, who was in the top 100. These things you don't know with one individual player.
2: Now, it's I, I would be interested to sort of hear from. Golden or Freeman, are they looking for something differently over the or one year to the next? I don't think so. Cause like, you know, like Nolan Ziegler has good size, like it certainly seems like they're emphasizing length a little bit more, right? Um, you know, as a strict terms of evaluation um than they have in the past. So, you know, it's like would they have recruited Prince Kali?
0: I, yes, pro- you have probably, to probably, um,
2: but like, you know, doesn't have the length that all all these other linebackers are signing seem to have. Um, so that might be part of it, but I mean, look, I wrote a, an exhaustive like 11 year analysis of stars as a related to draft picks to see which positions are developed developed the best previous 11 years. Notre Dame sign 18, four-star defensive linemen. Eight of them got drafted. That's awesome. They signed twenty-three three-star defensive linemen during the same time. One of them got drafted. I mean, that's just math is math. Um, you know, there's and there's, there's guys such... like Jameer Jones that break the mold and join that. You know, there's yeah, there's it's... always a Tyler Eifert um, or a Tommy Tremble. You know, to to bring that up a little bit more modern. But um, it just you know, and I think after last year's cycle of. Zinter and Osbury and um, somebody Sneed. else who was good Sneed. in the spring game, but I can't remember. Zin- Sneed. Needs pretty good. No, that's oh, go Drake. Oh, Drake Bowen. Drake yeah. Bowen's Drake Bowen. Bowen. Like Hello. That, yeah. um, look, I mean, they, those guys have pretty good size and I think that they're going to be developmental for like the long haul. Cause like none of them are playing this year a lot because of who they have. So I wonder if like, you also view Rezac and Cahoon as like super great fits for your program. This, and this is similar to how they recruited Jack Kaiser, where you're just like, all right, he's not going to leave. And what's the worst that can happen? We have an awesome special teams player. Like yeah. that, that is a perspective coach's take on recruiting sometime.
0: I think that is a great – I was going to bring that up. I'm glad you did. And part of that is if you look at Cahoon and Rezac coming in and they redshirt next year. And let's say all three of the, well, by the time they play all these fifth year guys are going to be gone, but let's say all three guys are gone. bertrand and Kaiser and Leah um, At least two will be gone after next year. You're looking at a guy like Snead and Ziegler and Osberry and Bowen. They don't have to play for two years. You're developing Rizak and Cahoon for two years. And then one of those guys I just named is going to not start and not play. And he's going to end <laughs> up playing at Georgia tech or something along those lines. That's the reality of it too. We do like all those linebackers I just named guess what? Look to your left and look to your right. Cause in two years, someone's not going to be there. That's just the way it works. That's a great point, Pete, that those two will be there in a couple of years. They will be on the roster. Maybe they, maybe they're not on the roster in 2026 because they're not good enough, but they will be on the roster their first two years at Notre Dame and they can see if they can develop them.
1: Yeah. According to Irish illustrates, Kevin Sinclair, that he said, but Bo, Bodie Cahoon said this to him directly. Is that correct? He said yes. that L golden, Old Bodie Cahoon, he can be the next J.D. Bertrand, which I know a lot of uh, Notre Dame followers will get a uh, <laughs> get a real kick out of that. But hopefully, uh, Bodie Cahoon
2: is not on message boards.
1: Uh, we happen to think that that J.D. Bertrand is a very good college linebacker. And so
0: Marcus, since Marcus Freeman gave him his Defensive Player of the Year award, I think the head coach must think <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good and, too.
1: And Cahune is a larger, a longer version of a J.D. Bertrand.
0: But not as fast. Am I allowed to say that? Can I say something like that?
1: Uh, not, not as fast as J.D. Bertrand is now from point. Oh, okay. You're making a joke. <laughs> but from point A to point B, J.D. Bertrand is very fast. Uh, and I'm not sure that Cahoon is there yet. But if you watch his film. He looks like that. He's certainly trending in that direction. All right. Next question <laughs> uh, from Jim Booney, uh, CRS. Is Antonio Carter a day one starter?
0: He's a day something starter.
1: He's, he's on the field.
0: He is on the field. If he's not a starter, then I would I will be very surprised if DJ Brown and Ramon Henderson hold down the entire season starting opposite
2: Xavier Watts. Well, I mean, did Rhode Island play any option teams last year? Because like that's right, he's not a day one starter. He doesn't need to start against Navy. He might be on the scout team for that yeah. week. <laughs> I would. Uh, yeah, that's. I think the a question. Jim Booney could rephrase this like, is Antonio Carter a week three starter? Cause that's like sort of yeah. where the season starts a little bit for Notre Dame when they go to NC state be there,
1: might be, there's probably more option in FCS than yeah, yeah, maybe right. They may face a little bit more. I, I don't mean, know what new
2: Hampshire is running these days.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't either. You know, as it relates to Notre Dame safety position, I, I mean, day one starter, I'm not really sure what that means because we know they're going to rotate. I think he's yeah. I think he's definitely in the top 3 rotation with Watts and Brown. And that's right, and, that's the most important thing. I don't he's automatically in that. I think this impacts I think we said this last Monday. I think this impacts Henderson more than anybody.
0: It could positively impact the defense with Henderson though because maybe Henderson can go play that overhang safety role he was playing last year instead of playing a real field safety backup spot. There's it gives you options. Um Antonio Carter probably gives you Certain nickel options too. When if Thomas Harper doesn't have to play 550 snaps, because I could see Antonio Carter nickel in third and eleven rather than second and six nickel.
1: Well, he said not only does he give him an, an extra number back there, but I mean, he does his presence and how it impacts other yeah. guys on the defense does give them you know a lot more versatility with that that back end group.
0: We will continue our Rhode Island segment of the show with this question from Irish Doobie. Antonio Carter is a massive pickup, but we've seen so many safeties struggle over the years, mostly with mentally playing the position. Why will he be different? Do you think he plays more nickel or fifth DB?
1: I think it's a perfectly legitimate question because you can't just say, oh, he's a great prospect. He'll be fine at safety. There's going to be an adjustment period. And you guys know from talking to cornerbacks and safeties, how they feel differently about each one of those positions. I mean, guys that, guys that play cornerback, know what their role is at safety. You have to learn what that role is and you have to know what everybody else on the field, especially on the back end of the defense with you is doing. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, Tim, you make a good point about you can do some things with them nickel wise, but I mean, they brought Thomas Harper in to be the nickel. So a healthy Thomas Harper, I think is the guy that handles that spot mostly. No Uh, one's
0: healthy for twelve weeks, though, right? When they had a shoulder injury, yeah.
1: And so maybe that. I think you make a good point about Henderson. They they get some versatility, flexibility with, with Henderson and probably Carter himself.
2: Yeah, I I just think it it helps the collective, and that matters more than exactly where Antonio Carter lines up. Like he could be a nickel because he's been a nickel. you know, and, and who knows, maybe Ramon Henderson has an incredible camp and like wins a job. And then they're like, well, Antonio Carter, you're going to be our nickel. Or, um, or maybe Clarence Lewis or Thomas Hartford gets healthy and Antonio Carter's actually better. At, who knows? Um, but Notre Dame just needed another option back there. Yes. If somebody yes. You, <laughs> that you felt good about. And now they have one. So how it how it plays out. We'll see.
1: They got another option that opened up other options. I, I, you know, I think it's a win-win on several different levels.
0: Anthony fits in because there's back there is an X corner, an X corner, an X wide receiver, and now another X corner. So there this go. is that's safety recruiting right there for you.
1: There you go. Play like transfers. A, play like a champ. Seven asks. Looks like Notre Dame is hitting the open market for its next apparel deal. Do you think Notre Dame will take this opportunity to also enhance NIL with allowing athletes? The chance to get a shoe apparel deal. Do you have a guess as to which company Nording will choose? Is there any chance they stay with Under Armour? Pete, you got any insight on this? Have you talked to anybody around Nordang? I are, are you on the list with me to sit down with Jack Swarbrick <laughs> because uh, he has been still up to this point unavailable to the media that has asked for him.
2: Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait for the next uh, chat with Lunani um, to. I know what's going on with the apparel deal, but I, you know, Andy Staples, one of my colleagues wrote a column that I thought was kind of interesting last week about, you know, if if Notre Dame really wanted to get sort of provocative and think way outside the box, they could like sort of chop up the apparel deal where the players could sign their own shoe deals. And it, I mean, it kind of one of those thought experiments that is interesting to talk about, but probably impossible to implement in practice. But um, I do think that, NIL will be a huge part of this deal, whoever Notre Dame signs with, where that the apparel deal will have to support Notre Dame football players in some capacity and other athletes in some capacity at NIL. Um, I don't know if Nike would do that because they have a million schools they're already working with. Um, And so I will make a blind guess that Notre Dame will will re-up with Under Armour.
0: I don't want to, I'm not going to be on the message board that day, Tim and Jack, if that happens, they re-up with Under Armour, just to let you guys know, uh, I, you know, I'm going to guess the other way, I'm guessing they're going, they're going to go elsewhere because they have the chance, that's a great point about Nike, not needing to do that, because you really feel like NIL enhancement with an apparel deal is, is the next must. step, it's a must, it seems like it's the next necessary step, uh,
2: I did not really consider the chance of staying with Under Armour until Pete brought that up. So I do think that, like, being a priority client or a partner, however yeah. Notre Dame would describe it, was a huge factor in Under Armour the first time around. And I feel like with NIL, it's <laughs> probably going to be a huge factor the second time around uh, with somebody. So I, that's sort of like Nike can just be like, yeah, you know, it's, we're, we're fine. Um, but Under Armour or New Balance or somebody like somebody that I think Notre Dame will probably want to have more of a partnership agreement with whoever they sign with. Cause that's, that's sort of the, been their MO under Swarbrick is like, they're looking for more of a partnership working agreement as much as they are a, a sponsorship or an affiliate deal.
1: Yeah. But that's, I mean, it's not going to be as readily available as it was when they, when they signed up with, with Under Armour. So I, you know, I just, And I agree from the standpoint that, you know, Nike doesn't need Notre Dame to be successful, but yet, you know, Nike sure as hell would like to have Notre Dame. So, so, you know, why wouldn't Nike say, okay, well, you know, let's be a little bit more creative with Notre Dame that we get them locked up for an extended period of time. And then Notre Dame looks at as, okay, now we have these, these options um with nike so i i don't know i don't know we're just spitballing here um
0: i'm actually guessing (laughs) that he asked for a guess i am guessing nike
1: yeah i i am too because i i i'm not not that norton concerns with public opinion but the public opinion if they re-sign with under armor oh my god um that's why you know I I, I that they'll have to do it like a, the
0: day they beat Ohio State or Clemson or something. Well, by the way, where are
1: we
2: saying with Under Armour? Okay, cool, that's great. It'll be announced. No, it'll be announced at Friday at five forty-two p.m. <laughs> yeah, on July fifth. No, that, that's
1: <laughs> my reasoning. I I realize it's pretty flimsy there, but um we'll see. I mean, it's uh, I just have a hard time believing that after the the way the experience with Under Armour has has unfolded that they would go back in that direction.
0: Next question is Frank 1957 wonders does Notre Dame continue to add players in the portal?
1: I think they continue to look for players in the portal. I don't know that they're necessarily going to I don't know what they're going to find. Uh the the sa- adding a safety was was hugely significant. I know people would like a fourth quarterback. The days of rosters with four quarterbacks that that's going to continue to be different unless you're really, really young uh, with most of it. Although I guess that's kind of where Notre Dame is now a little bit, except for Hartman. DT so still let's be good look at the questions. Yeah.
0: Let's think about these positions. So quarterback, we're going to get, we don't want to go down a rabbit hole here. Uh, if you add a quarterback, you risk and jelly. You do not risk Minchie. You only risk and jelly. So your quarterback better be someone you, you like enough where you're, Look, we didn't know Antonio Carter two weeks ago when we said they needed safety. Three weeks ago when they said they needed safety, so there's somebody out there that can help Notre Dame at these positions. Probably. Is,
1: but essentially, we're 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 they're looking for a fourth team quarterback. Where do you Carter go? About, where do you- no,
0: I think they're looking for a second team quarterback, and that pushes out your second team quarterback. But Kenny Minchie's but unaffected. That, how real, how Unreal, real? It is. That's what I mean. That's our rabbit hole. So that's we say that probably won't happen. Quarterback, but you could see it right if all of a sudden like, oh yeah, he wants to come. That's fine. It,
1: but it there's would, a backup out there. That's, I mean, there's probably, a college
0: football backup better than Steve Angeli out in the portal right now for this year.
1: Yeah, that's true. I am just, I'm, but I'm looking at the kid that makes that decision. He has to have multiple yep. years of eligibility, right. To sure. make that decision to come into Notre Dame. I mean, a guy with one year, what, what, no, you're going to sit around hoping this, waiting Most for guys have two year? though.
0: Most QBs should have two in the portal because of COVID that should help you. If you're in the portal now, you should have you probably sat out a year in college. Yeah. You redshirted at one at one point, otherwise you're not in the portal.
1: But I mean, I think a guy with a, a guy with two years of eligibility that's decent enough to to earn his starting spot's is going to go somewhere where he can play for two years as as opposed to one.
0: So what about defensive tackle? Do you I, go with pinish and Ford, or do you roll with a defensive tackle?
1: I would keep looking. Yeah. I mean, you just can't say grab a defensive tackle that it's like, you know, grab a if you're going to grab but a 14 quarterback,
0: they sure found a good safety where we weren't looking.
1: No, I know. I know. And that, I mean, it's proof once again, that they're, they're out there, not all the time. There may not be a defensive tackle that fits for Notre Dame now, like, right. you know, a oh, defensive sure. tackle that makes more sense than playing Florida, Ford and or Heinish. There may right. not be. If, I mean, if
2: you're going to say you want more reps for Ford and Heinrich, that, and you're fine with Aaronsberger leaving, like, I don't know what defensive tackle you're going to find out there that would justify that swap. Like, like, when you, when you, if you look, the Athletic just sort of does a ranking of the guys available in the portal, and there are a ton of receivers, like in our top 20, there's one D tackle. There are a but ton of he, receivers.
0: But isn't the no D tackle probably good enough to give Notre Dame 15 snaps a game?
2: Uh well, I mean, again, this is like he's six three. He's Kevi Kevi Rose from Louisiana Tech, six three, three hundred pounder, first team all conference, conference USA in twenty-two, seventy-two tackles, thirty-eight pressures, nine and a half tackles for loss, three and a half sacks in his career, two seasons of eligibility. Arkansas Ole Miss, TCU, Colorado, West Virginia, Miami have all offered.
0: I don't think I they think, need yeah. a defensive tackle. I'm just that saying. would be one. Yeah, they they have eighty two players, and by this time next year, nineteen of them will have thought about entering the portal or entered the portal. So you can help your team with adding players. What about wide receiver?
2: Well, I like their wide receivers, receivers, but there are a ton. I mean, it's like you know, yeah, you Keon Coleman from Michigan State, Jordan Hudson from TCU. Um, there's a kid, Zakari Franklin from UTSA, who I. Don't think is committed anywhere, but all he's done in his career is two hundred sixty catches for three thousand three hundred forty-eight yards and thirty-seven touchdowns. Yeah, that's good to add. Yeah, I think it, it, there are a lot of like, if you can find somebody like that at any position, automatic take. Um, right. That's my whole think, point. Is yeah, any anybody that can help your
0: team nowadays, you should bring in and not use that terrible term about disrupting the
2: room's ecosystem right. ever again. Um. But I don't think that they need it. They're not looking for, like, there aren't any positions on the roster now like safety was before last week or receiver was a year ago, right? Um, or frankly, quarterback was a year ago. Exactly. I think that's um, a great point. I think the ro- the roster, I think, for this year is in really healthy position. Like, and I think in some ways, you're finding guys with two years of eligibility. That's probably more of a smart take at this point. And I, I mean, another thing is like, the whole COVID year is going away real soon. I wonder if this was, is going to get a little bit more tricky for Notre Dame in the long haul, because there's there isn't, there isn't going to be no Sam Hartman a year from now. There's not yep. going to be an Antonio Carter a year from now, probably, um, when the COVID year goes away.
1: Let's skip ahead to, uh, Tim, we're going to skip ahead to the question from Coach Aguilar. What preferred walk-on players are in line for a scholarship if the coaches decide they are done with the portal?
0: Uh Yokum, certainly because he could win the job. Now, if they don't think he's going to win the job, you're not going to give him a scholarship, because that would be a bad call. Um, in terms of service, last year, and I'm sure this year in practices, Marty Hour would be high on that list. And then Tim's guy, I think, Quinn Murphy. Uh it's I'd throw, 17 he's not here.
2: Luke Talich. Yes.
0: Probably has to earn a little first.
2: Yeah. Not Perhaps. when he shows up. Right. But I but I could see that maybe being more after the first semester they're like the way things have broken with Notre Dame's roster are, are very favorable for Luke Talich's bet on self move there that I'm going to earn a scholarship in my first year.
1: You know, that skip a has been around. He's played on special teams. He's a big, strong running back. Now I think he'd be a candidate. Uh, Chase Ketterer, Sam Asaf, Sam Asaf, Charlie Selna. I mean, these might be these are some of the guys like these are why we don't know a ton about these guys, but they're walk on names that we've that we've seen on the roster for, for right. quite I, some time.
0: Good point by Pete with Talich. That was David Sherwood last year. He had a scholarship by the time we interviewed him in the winter after last year because he became a player for them. And they, they offered him a scholarship. You know, not a lot of freshmen get scholarships. It even took Chris Fink to his second spring. Um, but Zach Yoakum, if he wins the job, well, will get a scholarship. Because he would be a two-year. Yeah, the other
1: thing picker. is he's really young still. I, I don't, you know. I mean, he's just a sophomore. I'm not sure that they would give him a scholarship over. Uh, you know, some of these other guys have been in the program a little bit longer, quite a bit longer. Anyway, the question for Beast Texan: How important is it for Notre Dame to find another capable quarterback that won't present significant drop off behind Sam Hartman? Now we realize we're stepping over. Uh, yeah. Our- Conversation selling a two-year plan to someone to compete for a playoff contender seems doable. This obviously would be a rare find. FBS Ivy League JUCO.
0: It all comes down to how much they like Angeli for this year, the coaches. That and it should be a frank conversation about it.
1: Yeah, I think the two again, the two-year mentioning the two-year plan, I think that's the only kind of that's the only kind of quarterback I think they're they they're going to get in this situation.
2: I don't, I don't, I wouldn't rate this as very important at all right now.
0: Yeah. Your you situation
2: know, I, just worsened. That doesn't mean you destroyed you. I would, I would, cause like who's, who's available on a two-year plan right now? Like basically nobody a year from now, everybody on a one-year plan is, is available. I would, I would wait and and judge the market in January then make a move and bind yourself to somebody in May. I don't think you've bound yourself to anything anymore, though. They have 82 scholarships in May right now. You're not bound to anybody. Someone will leave. I would just, but it, I don't know. It makes it more attractive for the guy who's, if you're going to find another one year guy a year from now, I'd rather have like, boom, come in. Decks are cleared. Go. for I guess it.
0: my point is I'm kind of treating it like a pro roster now. So you think Sam, Hart- Sam Hartman would look at the thing and say, oh gosh, they just got that Rhode Island transfer. I'm not going to Notre Dame. He doesn't, if you're going to get the next really good player, he doesn't care what's behind him in Angeli and Carr as a true freshman and Minchie. I think you just, I know Sam Hartman's an extreme example, but even Tyler Buckner wouldn't look at Notre Dame's roster and go, I can't go. I can't beat those guys out. There's no reason to transfer there.
2: I think I would just rather not use a scholarship on that right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, They've gone through a season with three quarterbacks before recently. Most seasons.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and fair enough to this conversation, the quarterback they bring in is going to be a significant drop off from Sam Hartman. So that I can yeah. get on board with a little bit.
1: That's... Question from Dan ND23 What freshman who didn't enroll early do you think will make the biggest impact, even if it's just on special teams? Tim, we. Yesterday was uh, in the counting down the Irish was yeah. there's Michael two in a row. Bell. I even admitted that you were right and we were wrong, or I was wrong having Michael Bell as low as I did because he he has to be a prime kick return. He's
0: the fastest player on the team, so I had to rank him higher. Now that's why it's good that we do these blind because we think of things different ways. You know, the guy I'm doing today, uh, I'm higher on too. And why they might not need a defense. I like I like Brennan Vernon for yeah eight snaps a game when not they get sure. rolling
1: Yeah, not sure how that works out We'll we'll see i'm interested to see what kind of player he is more so for long term than oh than- of course of course
0: i just feel like his he there's a little bit of a mindset and ferocity there that could help you in small
2: doses perhaps
1: yep yep
2: i mean jeremiah I love yep. yeah 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 like, roster situation there like he'll have an opportunity to play um I am I don't think that there are necessarily reps for Bubakar Traori, but like they don't have guys built like him on the roster. Um, even you know, Burnham and Tuihalamaka who they moved there. <laughs> I I think I'm just more I, I'm not predicting he's gonna play right away. I'm just that's a guy that I'm very interested to sort of see on August first or whenever yeah, it's, we're out That's there. my just brain. Like, yeah. Like what? Do, what do these guys look like? Um because I think one of those two guys will do something this
1: year. I had I had Triore as my number six player in the class. I wanted to I wanted to make a statement with him because I think long term he's going to be really good. Short term, I think he's probably going to have an awful lot to learn. He just doesn't have a lot of playing time because of the injuries.
0: Yeah, he 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 played less than he's like the Tyler Buckner range almost for how little high school ball he played. Not quite to that extreme, missing a whole year, but
1: parts Cooper, of three, you know, Cooper Flanagan. I, it, it depends so much on the health of that, of the tight end position, where they are, where's Eli Raritan? Um, You know, Kevin Bauman's had such difficulty staying healthy. Mitchell Evans has had a little bit of difficulty staying healthy at times. Would you bring too. in a
0: tight end, Pete and Tim? You have three scholarships to give out that don't need to go to walk-ons, make your team better. Do you bring in a tight end?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, the, the right, Again, the right guy the right situation certainly um and that's not like we really have have we said tight end before as a is somebody not not just
0: board? a little because they were hurt i mean when they had yeah. when they're lining up with two tight ends in the spring i'm sure it came up at some point
1: yeah yeah uh any of the other freshmen i think mean, i think those are the ones
0: and i think love is the key there
1: and they had they not brought harder in maybe you could have said Schuler, although Schuler wasn't able to get on the field uh come off surgery so uh yeah um uh, caleb smith i don't know it's pretty crowded i think he might be a special talent but i'm not sure that that happens uh right out of the gate so we'll see with that but moving on to uh dl call 01 summer conditioning slash workouts often have a few guys that take big steps forward particularly with some of the young guys are there any players you're keeping a close eye on Jadarian Price, Rocco Spindler, Jalen Sneed, Billy Shrouth, Ty Chan. Those are some of the names that DL call 01 throughout there.
0: What do you guys, who do you think is the most important player on this list? One, two, three for Notre Dame success. Um, I'm going to go Shroth because I think he'll start. So Shroth, one, A, Price, one, B, Sneed, three,
2: Spindler, four, and, and I don't have Chan as five even.
1: Yeah.
2: Pete, go ahead. Yeah, no, I think that's fine. Um, I was, I'm sort of debating like whether I would seen over price or price over sneed, but I would, I would settle on, I would go with price. Um, I mean, I also think price, like the stuff that we heard on price is a lot different than the stuff that we heard, have heard or maybe not heard on sneed. Um, like price is somebody the coaches are like, yes. And I think sneed is still a kind of developing. Um, so I think that, you know, getting him back, you know, that, but I don't, I don't know if that's a summer conditioning story as much as like a medical rehab story. So that right. Right, it might be not in the spirit of what DL call one one is asking.
1: I would, I mean, I would throw Eli Raritan on that list just to see where he is physically. I know Tim, you kind of have him on a slower timetable, um, but he did recover very well from the, the first yeah. time that he suffered a, a, a an ACL injury. So, I, I mean, Jadarian Price is, I, I, we weren't asked to rank these. I'm, I'm not looking at it from a ranking standpoint, mm-hmm. but obviously Jadarian Price is hugely si- significant now that Logan Diggs is, has left the program that Jalen Sneeds, the, I mean, the first man in with that linebacker core, he's tremendously imp- uh, uh, important. Billy Shrouth will do what Billy Shrouth needs to do to be ready to to play as well as he can a guy that hasn't taken a college snap I'm not concerned about him there will be steps forward and steps backward but I think there'll be a hell of a lot more steps forward with him Tai Chan isn't in the running now so I wouldn't I, I would agree I wouldn't put him on the list and and you know Rocco Spindler is still at Notre Dame which I mean we speculated that he might not be so maybe he's made some progress to the point where Joe Rudolph, uh, you know, encouraged him and convinced him that stick with it, stay in the program, and there there could be a there could be a future for you here.
0: I think Mickey is a guy that should be added to this. I want to hear the coaches talk about Mickey the way they did last spring, not the way they did last August and what we saw in the fall. Because he's going to have a big role. He's going to, look he had a big role last year when we didn't think he should have as a season wore on. He's
2: going to play a fair amount. Yeah. yeah there- I, t- I mean, almost any receiver would be significant here. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's really wide open with, with the exception of Jaden Thomas about guys who have a ton of potential, but have not hit yet. Um, Cause they just haven't been here long enough. So I think you need, you need somebody, we need a palpable spring buzz on a wide receiver or two um, or summer buzz on a uh,
1: wide th- receiver or two. Yeah. I mean, I like, I look at, I look at Great House and Floors as kind of givens that they're right there on the cusp of contributing. Um,
2: so let's hear about it in the summer, right? Like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And and frankly, let's hear that Jadarian Price's Achilles is fine and he's ready to go. No restrictions. I'd like to hear that.
2: I, I would too. We haven't,
1: heard, we haven't heard that yet.
0: He's only ten months removed. Remember, he's not yeah, necessarily right. supposed to be all the way back.
1: No, that's fair. Yeah, well, and Raritan, how how far removed is he? He's even October. Left. He was early October. Yeah, so that's going to take a little bit of time. All right, we're going to wrap up with a question from Dallas Irish eighty three. Interesting question here. Rank the following players in order of total touchdowns accounted for by season's end. Dallas Irish eighty three lists them in this order: Sam Hartman, Tyler Butner, Audric Estime, Logan Diggs. And Chris Tyree, he didn't. He knows that those other players are with different teams. Uh, but Styles, Milorenzo Styles, yeah, he's including it well, while he's sitting out. is not he? He's including a uh, an Alabama player, and we'll see where Logan Diggs on, ends up. Could be LSU. What order, guys?
2: One is easy. Yeah,
1: Hartman be Sam
2: Hartman. One will account for more than the other ones combined. Yeah, <laughs> it's very possible. All right. I'm so here's the real double, question. I frankly, if you get Sam Hartman maybe double the other ones combined. So do you go Estimate over Buckner if you're saying double the other ones combined? I mean, you know Estime is a locked on starter. Yeah. And you don't know that about Buckner. So I think the, the smart investment would be Estime. Yeah, but how Did many
1: how many 12, touchdowns is Estimate I I if Estime has a great year? How many touchdowns does he account for? And 12, Buckner, 10, a lot less than Hartman. Buckner just has to start. Well, yeah I know. Butner just has to start in order to surpass. That's, so would you go that, Buckner? That is a
2: big he just has to.
1: I realize that. I realize that. Uh, I mean Buckner
2: cuz
0: is Buckner's range is second to distant fifth.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. He could not for any touchdowns. It's like
0: <laughs> yeah, it could be a zero. It'd be in total health. I think Buckner will come in second. Just overestimate. I think he'll play.
1: Yeah, I I would pick it in the order that they were presented: Hartman one, yeah. Button two, Estimate three, Diggs four, Tyree five.
2: Why isn't Drew Pine part of this conversation? Yes, I, that, he could be or be. Jeez. Uh,
0: what what, I, what is do you big? think? All right, do you guys think Buckner will start six games or fewer?
1: I wish I, I, you know, I haven't, I didn't see Alabama's spring game or spring practices. I mean, I, I promise not to watch the spring game. They just added Tyler
2: Buckner. That's how it went. Yeah, that's true. They did add Tyler Buckner.
1: I'll say, I'll say he does start six games for Alabama. Can you, can you give us a name that were, where, no, i i think he starts. I think he, starts, six, I think that he that's,
0: starts. That's why I think he comes in second on this list because he'll run for several touchdowns for Alabama if he starts six to ten games. Yeah, he'll get hurt. I mean, he's gonna. Get, I didn't say twelve because the way he plays, he'll be hurt. No, I, the way he run, he would have been hurt for Notre Dame playing. Yeah. Um, if he played another year of Jack Cohn's, uh, one B, or I guess he wasn't one B. If he played another year as the alternate quarterback, he'd have gotten hurt again. He runs hard. He runs very hard. He, he's going to get he's hit in better. the SEC. He's, uh, he's uh, going to get hurt when he runs like that.
1: He's a tremendous running yeah. college quarterback. He's yeah. tremendous at it. There's no doubt about that. All right, we're going to wrap up with that. We, uh, we intend to be back on Monday, May 22nd. Thank you for joining us today. This has been Irish Illustrated Insider.
2: Get ready for a spine-chilling journey through Dublin's dark past on the Ghostbus Tour. Discover the haunting tales of Bram Stoker, the author of Dracula, and visit two of the city's old haunted sites on this two-hour scarefest. Led by a professional actor, this tour is not for the faint-hearted.
1: Book your tickets
2: now at doodublin.ie forward Irish Illustrated to secure your spot.